0: There's something out here. Yeah, no, no, no. Nope,
1: nope, nope, no. no, 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 nope. Hell no, no, All right. So actually, Marco, this one is your show. No, you are not. the lead. I got no the movies, show. The movies are your show. You're your director on this one. Uh. So introduce us. Get it cracking.
0: Introduce what? I, I mean, I think everyone knows who both of you are. You mean introduce the movies?
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so we're going to talk about. Really, we were supposed to talk about Nope. And then one of you two, I can't remember which one, said, oh, well, this is, Nope is just basically Tremors, but from the sky instead of, you know, from underneath. I had never seen Tremors. So so now, instead of talking about Nope, we're going to, like, sort of talk about both movies and try to see what, if there's some sort of way in which they both light up the other one. Um, and... Uh, what else? So Nope is, uh, a Jordan Peele movie. He's done two other sort of big notable horror movies in that same vein. Um, get out and us, uh, get out was like a big deal. Um,
1: Was it something like a big deal?
0: Well, it was a big deal. I think he got nominated for a bunch of stuff and like, you know, white, Liberals got really happy about being able to self-flagellate, you know, in front of it. I don't know. I mean, I'm just being self-flagellate. Yeah. Um, and um, us was I mean, it was all right, but I, it wasn't the same sort of big success, sort of critically, that people were expecting after after Get Out. And I think Nope has sort of kept that downward trajectory, right? And people were expecting you know that us was the sophomore slump and then the third one would be better but that didn't really happen i think nope is probably the least interesting of the three um i don't know what what, what do you guys want to what do you guys think about it you know what what what, what struck you about it i i thought it, so let me, yeah. let me let me let me what's that face what's
2: that face marco what does that mean <laughs>
0: No no no, no. It, 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 somebody somebody about, gave the baby about, a lemon by that face it, it wasn't about that i just i just had something sour in my mouth
1: okay all. oh you're drinking grapefruit juice i got gotcha. you hmm.
0: all right it wasn't it wasn't so were, an emotional reaction
1: let's let's introduce the movie's uh semi properly if <sighs> i can bring up the uh imdb for oh boy we're getting scientific we're getting <laughs> scientific <laughs> oh yeah so uh uh Nope. The one we're really supposed to be talking about, of course, we all know that is uh, written and directed by Jordan Peele, you know, Mm -hmm. of uh, Key and Peele fame, the uh, successor to the Chappelle show, the the lesser lesser son of the Chappelle show, but, you know, satiated the masses just enough after, you know, Chappelle left everyone hanging, went to Africa, went crazy and went to Africa. You know, that's what everyone said.
2: I love being incontinent. (laughs)
1: so um, you know Nope is uh, you know his third horror movie and it the main cast is uh, Daniel Kaluuya who was in uh, Get Out uh, Kiki Palmer um, Steven Yoon Brandon Perea uh, Michael Wincott and um, yeah we'll just we'll just leave it at that there's there's more people so that i could note but i so won't when go I ahead
0: saw and do it so i got kind of excited cuz it was like oh maybe it'd be like uh sorry to bother you nope
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> nope <laughs> nope nope but uh yeah and then tremors was directed by uh or written by ss wilson and brent Maddock and ron underwood and directed by ron underwood and it's it's got a it's got a cast that, that we might know. It's Kevin Bacon, uh Fred Ward. Don't know who Finn Carter is. But let's go through the ones we know. Uh <laughs> Reba McIntyre's in it. Uh who else is of note? Victor Wong.
2: Oh, right. That guy.
1: Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China. You yeah. know? And uh who else is important? in this
2: everyone's important
1: everyone yeah it's it's a good group in tremors and tremors is basically um the like many dune sandworms are terrorizing a i wouldn't even call would you even call it a small town it's more like just yeah it's a it's the smallest town you've ever seen in like arizona or some shit. a little yeah so, I mean, I
2: basically, it. basically what happened was we were going to talk about this film, new people talking about it and stuff. I was in Ohio uh, visiting my family, doing some projects there and uh, uh, went to go see it, dragged my dad with me. We went to go watch it. And it was, you know, basically the story of these um, black ranchers who, you know, the father mysteriously dies when a quarter falls. Blanchers. from the sk- Falls Blanchers? Yeah, Blanchard's. Falls from the sky, kills him. Turns the, like, out there's a giant
1: almonds. alien,
2: <laughs> giant alien in the sky, um, which is eating things. And then they try to film it to get rich, UFO footage, they try to take it down. Then there's a sort of self-righteous screaming thing at the end about how you can't fuck with us. Um, it reminded me of Tremors. So I said, let's talk about Tremors because, you know, this seems like Tremors, it's like substitute black people for white people. Put it in the sky instead of under the ground, because in Tremors you have a worm under the ground that eats people. Um in a sort of neoliberal identity politics age, you know, the, all these things are substituted in there which are more meaningful, which in Tremors is just, you know pure fun. It's just one dimensional, simple ass shit, you know. Like at the end, just to compare, for instance, um at the end, was it was Kiki Kiki What's Her Face's character? Kiki Palmer. Her, her her character, you know, finally blows up this giant thing and she's like, she doesn't just say fuck you. She gives this whole story about how you don't fuck with us because we're special blah, 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 blah. Well, Kevin Bacon's character at the end of Tremors, when he blows up the worm, shoots it out of the mountain, he, he just screams fuck you. Like, there is no deeper... So, it just kind of reminded me of that, but embellished in a way, I don't know. You had a lot of... Uh, Brutal things to say, that is.
1: Um, I'll start off because I disagree with Marco that his movies get worse and worse. Like the cinematography, we'll start off with the good, we'll start off good. We'll be nice because our job here in uh movies at the lurch is to ruin movies for everyone, uh, by adding social commentary. That's what we're gonna do. But before we do that, like the cinematography in Nope is good, it's great, right? Um you know shot for shot it's a good you know three acts are solid the production is solid the story is the narrative is pretty straightforward you know it's not ambiguous so if you're going to be entertained you can be entertained and and to me i really like the alien how they did it because it's more like it's not an anthropomorphic alien so you're not dealing with like it's not like you know, signs or something like, you know, star Wars or star Trek type of aliens. It's more, uh, like the blob. So you're dealing with an entity more than like an intelligence. It's not a battle of, it's a mysterious,
2: uh, it's a mysterious thing.
1: So that's what I liked about it. And I just liked the, uh, the way that it was, um, rendered. So the actual animations of the alien were pretty, pretty cool. And then, um, you know, in descending order, uh, Us is a slasher film that was underwhelming to me. Um, tried to say a lot of things and missed pretty much every mark in my mind. And then Get Out is the one that I I, I hated from five minutes in.
2: Don't hold back, Teddy
1: What's it all about? Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. Like, we're talking about Nope, though. And coming out of it, I think when we were all talking, there's a theme that's kind of that comes out in all of Jordan Peele's movies. And in Nope, he's talking, the aspect of the theme that comes out is like consent and recognition. He starts off with like the uh, Black Rancher and, you know, certain people aren't recognized. At the end of the movie, when he's riding, you know, through the inflatable flailing arm, flailing tube men, you know, to, to catch the alien, he's wearing a shirt that says crew, which is like a callback to like crew members who don't get, recognitions on, get recognition on films. So a lot of um, the movie's themes in all of his movies are about, you know, uh, 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 like appropriation, you know, of one kind or another or not getting recognition in one kind, in one way or another and things being stolen from you in one way or another. And it's very uh, consciously uh, black and that comes out the most in get out. A movie I absolutely hated because it's a movie about resentment and it's specifically about black suburban male resentment and white suburban female, or yeah, white suburban female, um, I guess, like guilt. So I hated that movie from the moment, forgot what the fuck she said. She said something about her uh, father voting for Obama three times. And, you know, it, it, it started when he. Mm-hmm. Asked her if she told her parents that he was black and she's like, why, you know, why would I do that? And, you know, like if that was consciously in his mind, you know, there's the dual like aspect of you should accept me for who I am. That I guess black suburban men have to deal with in every aspect of their life, whether it's being black or being accepted by white people or, and- be, or being men. <laughs> or being men yeah yes yes that that is the main thing that irked me with that movie is his lack of masculinity the lack of masculinity of every char- it's male character it's comedy central liberalism jordan peele's movies there are no masculine men in his movies um and i wonder if masculinity that's projection. Toxic. i don't know toxic. man toxic. but i think the theme in nope is basically consent you know Uh, because it comes out where you have the scene with the monkey. Um, You know, they keep on, there's a, there's a show that keeps coming up with this monkey and this monkey goes out of control eventually. Um, And basically from that, you see that everyone who was trying to control him couldn't control him. And then he goes out of control and, you know, tears everybody apart. And then the one person who didn't try to control him, who just reached out a hand, uh, that's the person that it connected with the because kind of it kid. asked him in a way that it could communicate that in, in a way it could understand for consent to interact with it. Right. The the um, kid who
2: later grows up to try to manipulate the alien in a radio, sh- a rodeo show. Yeah.
1: Right. And then, yeah, the kid winds up. The Asian up. guy. Yeah. Well, yeah. And then, um, later on, uh, what is it? Daniel Kaluuya, his character talks about how, you can't really tame an animal, specifically he's talking about horses, that you have to create a contract. And Daniel made a comment when we were talking about it that was really interesting, that that's a very neoliberal aspect, the capitalist aspect of like creating the contract. And that's the most important thing that you can do. It's not necessarily, it's a step below coexisting with your environment. It's creating a contract in your environment, and it's a step above, you know, uh just dominating your environment so it's kind of like the 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 third way neoliberal path of you know interacting with nature and interacting with people because you know you see those themes come out also in uh interpersonal reactions uh, or uh yeah in in the movie so those were kind of the themes that i saw come out and nope that are an extension of get out but you know, overall, I think it's the best movie. And then, you know, like, what do you guys think?
2: Just quick question: When you say best movie, you mean just sort of sheer raw entertainment? Yeah. Okay. It just you go to look best, at it. Yeah. Yes. All right.
0: Gotcha. Um. So I, I was thinking about the movie sort of structurally. Mm-hmm. Um. So <clears throat> first thing that struck me when comparing them was that. In Nope, uh, that in Tremors, there is an actual community that comes together to fight these things, whereas in right. Nope, that doesn't really exist. So there's definitely like this sort of community effort to deal with this thing versus just sort of random individuals with selfish ends, not really right. caring, you know, just sort of trying to survive by getting from each other what they can to survive, Right. And I don't think Jordan Peele intended that. I think he's too much of a liberal to really even see that he's doing that. I think that's just the world that he lives in. Um, Other than like making uh, Kiki Palmer's characters like obnoxious as they possibly could, because she's yes. just like outrageously obnoxious. Dear God. Um. <laughs> but I thought that structurally that was important. The other thing that I thought it sort of was interesting to me was that, and it is that the monster is coming from above and is sort of hiding in clouds, you know, versus, but you could see it if it wasn't, you know, because it's above. Right. And it sort of controls you top down. Whereas tremors is, is this, you don't see it. You don't know where it is. And it's this thing coming from underneath and all it wants is just sort of it's, it's got no real order. I mean, it's got like a little bit of rules, but not many. Right. So I started thinking about it almost like a uh, Freudianly. Right. And once kind of like the super ego monster and once this like id monster um, and and how you kind of like deal with e- each one. I, I I mean, I'm not going to put too much weight on that, but, but I thought structurally that was interesting because You have a community dealing with how to control the id so that it doesn't destroy the community. And then you have individuals being controlled by a super ego telling them how they need to behave in order to function individually. Mm -hmm. I I do whatever you want with that. It's just a stray thought. Um, But that's like one of the first things that sort of went when comparing them struck me. Um. The, the, the tone of the movies is very different. One's clearly like almost almost like a slapstick comedy. And then the other one is, is trying to, to, to have anxiety and tension. Um, I thought it was interesting and note that, that um, these people live in this sort of periphery of the white world. They don't really interact with it. As, uh, they, they try not to as much as possible. And the one scene where they really interact with it was when they, um, when they go to train to, to to basically with the horses to the photo shoot, mm-hmm. and um, and you know introduces the obnoxiousness of the sister not showing up when she's supposed to be there and just making the the brother have to do something that he's not comfortable doing that she knows he can't really do that well, which is interact with white people basically, um, but. I thought it was interesting that the same strategy that he develops to deal with the monsters is the strategy that he uses to deal with white people, which is don't don't look at them in the eyes. Um, when they're freaking out, just kind of give them their space to do their thing. You know, it's just sort of this this strategy of of a kind of um disciplined avoidance, you know. Um and that's what he does that's when he interacts with the monster that's the first thing he thinks about. It's almost like, well, this is what I normally do when I'm battling monsters, so I'll just do the same thing with the new monster,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. So meet the there meet the ahead, new Dennis, boss, same see, as the old boss? So you're saying what? like, so you're saying meet the new boss, same as the old boss, like, oh, I, I've seen this monster before, it was a white person, I'll just do what I did with right. them.
0: I, I mean, it seems that way, because that's one of the few sort of points of entry into whatever the hell the movie's trying to do, Right interesting like because he, he literally makes the exact same you know tilting his head down mm-hmm, looking mm-hmm. in the eyes that all that
1: shit yeah he says it's it doesn't come stuff. after you
2: if you don't look at it I and
1: it. It's like, I, i'll add to that like um like thinking about you know the concepts of the movie basically like the first scene where you see the idea of consent is uh when you have this reoccurring i guess flashback of this sitcom where they have a monkey on there or chimp, whatever the fuck it is. Um, And uh, everyone who's trying to control this chimp winds up getting murdered because it goes insane and goes out of control. And the one person who doesn't try to, who approaches it in a way that it can understand by just reaching out a hand, the fist bump, that is kind of like offering, you know, asking for consent. And then the monkey gives the consent by connecting the fist before it gets shot. So you see that theme there first. And the one person who survives also is just happens to be the only person who isn't white. And that's kind of a reoccurring thing, because later on, that same Asian kid grows up to be a man and he's living in this small, I guess, ranch area in California. I don't know what you would call it, but he decides that he's going to make a theme park. You know, based on cowboys. So he puts himself in a white space. He gets himself a white wife, you know, and then he decides that he is going to be the guy who exploits the uh, the alien. So now he's trying to control the alien in a way that doesn't have consent, because I guess um, if we're, you know, trying to break it down, he completes himself in becoming white. You know, we'll put it that way. Oh, he becomes white. <laughs> he becomes he becomes one of the you know the white people, which is synonymous
2: you know? with becoming an evil manipulator. Right.
1: So he he completes his trans. He find he he acquires his final form. You know, for all the the nerds out there, is that like a uh, Super Saiyan? Yes. <laughs> he he, fi- he he shows his final form, which is you know white. And then he tries to control the alien in the same way they tried to control the monkey. So the one guy who should know better winds up becoming what he shouldn't be. And it gets him killed. And then, you know, the heroes kind of take on his position in the sitcom and ask for consent. And that's how they finally learn how to beat the alien, which gets kind of weird because they don't actually even become friends with the alien so they is just... this a
2: signal though you're saying like in popular consciousness that asians are basically white because i know that there's some there are some wrinkles in the um, I didn't even black think about that. the black Actually, asian yeah. the black asian uh minority relation there are some right tensions there
1: so i didn't even think about it at, at the time i didn't even think about that that, that <clears concept. throat> they're the model minority right right
2: mm. yeah they're, good right. they're the, good, the good ones right
1: type a go to harvard you know that kind of stuff right isn't that the 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 stereotype and they're also always used as like um you know asians you know they make more money than white people when people are using like uh what is it like the, the bell curve you know uh talking about uh pseudoscience genetics and all that shit they try to say oh we're not racist because you know asians succeed too um they succeed better than white people which has its own caveats because we're talking about an immigrant population versus a you know uh let me not say native but um you know local population and how they interact with an environment um but that's a different conversation um but yeah it's kind of the model the he becomes the model minority um so he has to be murdered for that. He has to be sacrificed. Years, after
0: 300 years, I don't have a fucking problem saying that someone's native to that land. Okay. You know? I don't know. Like, I think, I, I know there's like the whole politics of this, but no, I mean, like fucking crackers are native to the US. You they just want to be native, accurate, you know? You, know? you could like, say majority, or I don't know. I mean, I'm just saying, like it's one of these things that like that people like to get all like bent out of shape about, and not not you. Like, I just mean like the the whole like, oh, well, that's not politically correct. It's like they've been here 300 years. Yeah, let's let's
2: let's get real. I mean, the it's it's almost like in denial of the fact of what happened. Like to say, well, technically, these people aren't native, is kind of like pretending like they didn't um, do terrible things to erase the population that you're referring to. You know, like. Because, uh, I mean, for all intents and purposes, I mean, if you're talking yeah. about the United States, you're basically talking about the people who, the majority of people who live there, right? The, the, well, the, I mean,
0: but, it, but, but see, that leads to the kind of insane brain fart of like, well, we need to just grab all the white people and send them back to Europe. Turtle Island. Turtle Island. The, Turtle the, Island. the, <laughs> the horror. <laughs> like, people don't, like, they say things and they don't think about, like, how. Like the horror of the things that they're suggesting. That would literally be genocide. No, I think Let's just do genocide all over again to correct genocide one. Here, it doesn't work that way. What if they you know? do
2: think about it and that's what they want?
0: Then they're insane. They're Nazis at that point. You Let know me I mean? go back
2: though, because you said something really interesting about um, Marco. So going back a bit, you said two things that I found really interesting that I want to pick up on. Um, so... I saw both of these movies as kind of expressing the sort of spirit of the times in which they were made, which is trivial observation. But I mean, with the case of Tremors, it's this is right after socialism ends. The long term, mm-hmm. with the long run, so in the long run, that whole saying is over. History is ended.
1: Wait, the Tremors came out right before the fall of the Berlin Wall. 90,
2: 1990. 91, no? 90- Tremors
1: came out in 1990.
2: 90, 90. Okay, and yes. and socialism is crumbling, right? Between right. eighty nine and ninety.
0: Eighty nine, it's like we're done. Everything yeah. else is just sort of like it's like the the denouement, not like really the right the acute moment. So
2: crisis. it's it's like it's it's occurring at after it would make any sense to have any sort of politically meaningful statement. So it's kind of I think like benign meaningless populism it's basically just entertainment but as you put it though there is a community which comes together which to solve a problem so it still has a kind of you know popular uh, social uh, import um even though you know it would be ludicrous to make some kind of political statement uh, after the end of history with communism ending and capitalism being obviously victorious i mean the, the enemy can't even be a human the enemy has to be some weirdo anomaly uh
0: can i can i can i I interject please this goes back to what we're talking about i think it's kind of interesting that this sort of hyper capitalist statement about the end of history was made by a type a super successful oh. model minority <laughs> 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 you mean you mean in asia I mean, it's just a, like completely unintended like you know from what we're talking about somehow you know francis Fukuyama is like there, there's a, a phrase in spanish like uh mas papista que el papa like more for the pope than the pope you know mm-hmm. like mm. you know like so so I mean, there might be some element of that. I don't know. I don't. I'm just. You just had
2: to throw that in there.
0: Yeah, I just thought it was funny. You know, that's it.
2: Yeah, tokenism at the end of history.
0: That that would be a good uh,
2: that'd be a good one. But in Nope, you don't have that. This is what you were expressing that I want to pick up on. In Nope, you basically have um, members of a family, individuals. Granted, there's a family, but the family's dissolved from the very beginning of the film, and. It's basically individuals like Angel, the guy who works at the the technology store. You know,
0: so it's post Thatcherian, right? Like, because it's like it's a post Thatcherite. I don't know Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's you know society doesn't exist only individuals and the family, and now it's like society doesn't exist only individuals. No family. Not
2: even the family exists because the dad's dead from straight out of the gate. So, you just have individuals who are trying to, like, they're trying to film this thing which killed their father in order to get money by airing it on television, like, to have the best footage of a UFO. So, it is really like um, trying to get rich, individuals trying to get rich, trying to get ahead at all costs. And um, so, that's a definite opposition. Also, the top down versus bottom up thing.
1: Can I interject real quick? Yeah. Because I think Wait, I, I have to something. say this. I have to say this. Sorry. like I have to say this.
0: Get rich or die trying. All right. I mean, you know,
2: <laughs> but, I, I'm the only person that didn't occur to.
1: I, I when, yeah. <laughs> when you say that it's the, the motivation of everybody is to get rich. I don't think that's it because you, you, Daniel said that everyone has different motivations because you were pointing out that Angel has an interest in mm. uh, mm. uh, Kiki Palmer Emerald's Emerald Kiki Palmer's character and then I think uh uh Daniel Kaluuya he has a different motivation and it is about his father it's about basically kind of taming something that his father couldn't becoming the same level of you know rancher that his father was mm-hmm. so he tames the beast that no one can tame right cuz that's about or not tame it but he creates the contract with the beast that no one can create a contract with that you know that's that's what his father's specialty was so that's his motivation uh kiki palmer's motivation is to get rich or die trying um and then angel's motivation is to you said he has he he wants to get the girl well yeah, because the, the, girl.
2: the only white person in the film is the other is the other woman also note the very few women and very little femininity in the film the only other woman in the film is this oh, there's a few is there a no, slightly overweight is, is, woman at the, at the technology shop, see, which I, works with wife, Angel?
1: Oh, right. I, and there's oh, right. A, the, the videographer.
2: Let's, let's not Wait, hang on I a second. Think you though. Point,
1: no,
0: but let me, I think you pointed at something that's kind of interesting. There is a lot of femininity, but it's femininity unmediated by men because the sister is gay. So she's very much like a gay woman that does not need men. Mm. You know, and well, so the alien
2: that. is the alien is the sort of uh, what's that uh, artist who does the flowers? Um,
0: oh, oh Georgie O'Keefe.
2: Georgie O'Keefe in the sky. I mean, it mm. is it is like the only <laughs> feminine figure in the thing is the alien. <laughs> Pardon me. Um, just wanted to say, I don't deny what you're saying, Thaddeus. Um, they all have their individual whatever, but I mean, they do make it pretty clear that they're just trying to get this footage to make it rich. Whereas right. in Tremors. Um, right. They're trying to come together to survive and save each other and so forth and so it's just different
0: and then the, at also, the end they want to get rich though at the end yeah, they, yeah that's okay yeah that's right they talk about national geographic we're He's gonna be on no, people magazine people magazine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the
2: white trash element right
1: yeah um, but i and tremors is kind of localized to those two though and uh you hmm. know I, I, I don't remember the asian dude's name i know him as action from uh picture of little china so i'll continue to call them action um uh, well,
0: I, I think that the interesting though because they're the worst impulses but they're also the people who save you they're like the working dudes you know who have these sort of base impulses but at the same time they can they be noble and done. save everyone through their like violence
2: i think you mean the police the, wor- the working-class guys <laughs> the working-class guys who save you who you like to forget i think you mean the police the,
0: the police I, whatever oh I, don't, I don't know like I, I i'm just saying that's who they are in the in the movie right that's the symbol that they represent those two right because they're they're
2: they're ranch hands
0: yeah and and so they're 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 like the the
2: they're lumping they're, they're the- not even proletarian
0: but they're but they're they're the violence, right? They're because they're the muscle, so the muscle is the it, mm. they do the tasks that people who don't have power that that physical strength can do, right? And well, so, certainly, when it comes PMC time to people save don't have the from strength. the monster. That's the guy who's going to do it, too.
2: And they're kind of cute, right. On top of that, they're kind of cute.
0: Well, I mean, he's Remo Williams, too. Did you ever see that movie? No, I didn't see that. One. No, oh man, that's a great movie. You should check it out. It's 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 uh, what's his face? Not Kevin Bacon, the other guy, Fred Ward, right? He plays this cop who gets who gets killed, but he's not actually killed. And then you do uh, like a surgery on him, and he so gets like, trained a to be like a special assassin for the president. And awesome. he gets trained by this Chinese guy who knows oh, all shit. these crazy <laughs> stuff. Like, it's a really cool, movie.
1: <laughs> anyway. Hi, no, but right. It's also interesting, like the social context that Tremors exists in because Tremors is a almost with one exception all white cast right and then right
2: well latino too no
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah 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 there, there yeah yeah. there's there's one guy or is he italian or is he, does he play latino in the movie? i can't remember i think he's latino i, I believe don't believe
2: there were some mexican americans in the film they might have been extras
1: though i'm not sure. one dude he was in there the whole movie forgot his name though I mean, they had to um, give it a shot I mean, in that's, the Southwest. That's, that's real. Tony Gennaro, you know, like... plays McGill. Now, contrast
2: that, though. That's realistic. Now, contrast that. I Pardon me, but it seemed like the idea of having uh, black cowboys in Nope seemed to be. Um,
1: they explain th- that to
2: you. I man. know they explain it, but, <laughs> but just statistically, like. Um, it is such a flagrant violation of the stereotype of a cowboy that it cannot but be somehow symbolic in this sort of glaring
1: way, right? Of course, so it because it's, Jordan Peele isn't subtle ever. It's like right? when in his social commentary,
0: but but that's also kind of in because like wasn't there like the harder they fall and like there's a bunch of like movies you know, Django like, like where casting woman as adding, Jesus or something adding black people to Western. To sort of say that they were there and and they were important in the whole history of the West. And and I mean,
1: that's also a characteristic of black Westerns. Like even the movie Posse is like that. They make it a point of telling you that in the movie Posse, they make a point of telling you that a third of the cowboys in the South were black. Right. So when like Jordan Peele is just an extension of this tradition of, hey, black people were here. Right. You know, they invented ice
0: cream and peanut butter. Hey, fucking dope.
2: Good yeah. art is never didactic. <laughs> if it ever feels like it's teaching you something, it's not. I mean, you can't. That's propaganda. That's you can't. That's do not that
1: true. I, I, I think good Bertolt art is Brecht. never didactic. You walk that line pretty well. What? What? Hap- walk that line?
0: Uh, Bertolt Brecht, the the playwright. I think he can. He he is didactic, but I don't think his plays are bad.
2: It's propaganda. I think he would be straightforward about that because he's a real a political Yeah, but, but
0: he's, he's writing good work. I mean, it's not bad in any like mother courage is a great play.
2: No, no contest with Brecht, but it but when it feels like you're being taught a lesson, um, lesson that's, that's Sorry. when it gets to this sort of like Thaddeus. <laughs> you were talking about when we were on the phone, you're saying like, it's so just glaring the way that this whole thing is a sort of, um, relief mechanism for, uh, the guilt of white suburban um, women, women, and uh, that's when it just that. Yeah, it, it just becomes obvious that it's doing some psychological work, which isn't inherent in the.
1: I think that's kind of like what he's become, Jordan Peele. He's doing psychological work for black suburban men and white suburban women, right? You know, Go because into that. that's explain the relationship that. he's in. He, I explain he,
0: that it's okay for the two of you to uh, end up together. Don't worry about it
1: kind of and that you guys are it's okay for you to be different type of thing and and it's okay and this this animosity makes sense this this dissonance you have in your head this disconnect is obvious and it's okay and it's in its way but you have to accept that you know one party is bad and needs to try to heal the other right You need to be in a position of healing black men if you're going to date one, if you're a white woman. Right. Healing. And that that comes out in in like get out, especially from the jump. Right. Because first off, uh, he's a very subservient man to his white wife. Uh, Comes out in a few moments, you know, when the father's like, she's always right. Get used to it. That type of thing. And of course, that's seen as a negative statement. And that's a commentary on white women. It's obvious white women are always right. Get used to it. And, you know, you're supposed to cringe at that. And white women are supposed to be like, oh, no, we shouldn't be like that. But we are. You know, that's the whole movie for white women. Get out. We are like that. And we shouldn't be because that makes us fucking psychotic.
2: Look how good I am. I know I shouldn't be the way that 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 is.
1: Like, look at how bad we are. We shouldn't be that way. We shouldn't steal things from black people. And then, like, it's it's a black power fantasy for black men because he just goes on a rampage and kills all the white people who are trying to steal, who are trying to appropriate his culture and his body. You know, it's. But what was it?
2: what was it we were saying the other day? This gets really nasty, really ugly, really fast, because if 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 you're the good white person, what you're saying is, I know my kind, my kind is bad, but yes. I'm not like my kind, I'm different, right. I'm good. I'm not
1: like the other girls. Right. <laughs> <So> <laughs> but, that shit.
2: But isn't that the precise, the like formally identical to the precise kind of, how did we put it? When we were talking before, it just kind of came up organically, but... You know, like it's the,
1: purely the, suburban.
2: The, well, the good black person, according to white, oh, yeah. according to traditional white racists, the according to traditional white racists, the good black person is the one who, what, like knows their own kind and uh, is different. I'm not like them. I'm, uh, I don't know what. I I don't. I never grew up in this Mayberry world, but it just seemed like, you know, the the self punishing.
1: Um, It's a very rebellious movie. It's a very, it's juvenile to me, right? Like, uh, there are all these, the movie is about white people who want to, uh, you know, take over black bodies, literally. That's what the movie is about. For whatever reason, they explain it in a video in the movie. For whatever reason you want to be black, is it that they're stronger? You know, it it just goes to the stereotypes. Are they, you know, black is in, are they more fashionable? And then the one dude, I guess, which is supposed to be, less psychotic is he wants him for his artistic eye so he wants to appropriate you know something of real value everyone else is supposed to be crude more crude than this guy who wants him for his you know artistic ability and um all of that the rebellion comes in is that no i'm not going to give you that you know you're evil for taking this thing and now I'm going to kill you. Right. So it's it's a power fantasy in that way that you can't take this from me. You've been taking and taking cultural family, cultural been
2: expropriation.
1: Yeah. And then he comes in and finally learns how to beat them. And then he murders them all. And it really comes out in the end, which is. And and you have to watch the actual like uh, uh, DVD because there's an extra commentary about uh, uh, the original ending of the movie, where the, the first ending of the movie um, you know, when he kills his girlfriend, um he uh he starts choking her to death, right? And she deserves to be murdered, obviously. Damn, damn. But he loves her so much that he can't do it. And then he she bleeds to death, so she dies anyway, so he's not merciful. She bleeds to death. And then his friend comes and he saves him. And the original ending is that he chokes her to death right he fulfills his black rage you know which is the expectation of what black men have he fulfills the black rage you know kills the black woman he gets the full the full revenge and then the police come and obviously the police um aren't are going to look at this whole scene of him murdering all these people and he's a murderer right because there's no one there to you know vouch for his story and that's another commentary on black people in society and then he goes to prison and you see his friend go to the prison uh, six years later or not six months later. And, you know, they're talking and he basically says, I beat him, you know, you know, I beat it. And, you know, what he's talking about is some childhood trauma. So you should watch it. It's specifically about that, but, you know, it's also about, you know, beating the cultural appropriators and, you know, Jordan Peele's commentary on that is that, The original uh, uh, ending, which is the one where he gets arrested, he didn't put that one in the movie because when he originally wrote it was um, when Barack Obama was in office and he said we were living in this uh, colorblind post-racial society, which was a lie. So the good part is that he recognized that that was a lie, this post-racial society. And he felt like he wanted that ending to wake people up to the idea that we weren't in that society. But after the election of Donald Trump, he said that, you know, he saw a society where people were woke, right? That we, people finally figured out what he was trying to convey, that they were actually woke. And what he was trying to give people was a relief, Thanks. Right? a release from that. Thanks, Donald. And in my mind, the cynical part of me says that that's bullshit that he was just scared to release the original ending because it's not a happy ending um but the other part of me really thinks he believed that people were woke after Donald Trump and were rising up and he didn't need that ending which is kind of worse you know one is cowardice one is just fucked up psychology you know like you're just wrong you know
2: seems like a lot of revenge fantasies rooted in yeah. impotent rage. And, uh, yes. I mean, and it's, and it's also, it's also, it's just like a rehash of, uh, it's like a rehash of native son in a way, what you're describing. I don't know. I haven't
0: seen it, but, uh,
1: it is impotent rage. That's the good way to sum it up. That's, that's get out. It's just <laughs> impotent rage.
0: There, there's that kind of schizophrenia to it too, though. Cause you know, if you, I, you remember the, this Chris Rock, um, bit about how, you know, a white guy in the audience wouldn't trade places with him, even though he's rich. There's, like, there's even like a guy who has, who's like got like a limp and is broke. And, but he's white and he wouldn't trade places with Chris rock. And he's like, I'm just going to ride this white thing out. So, so there's this way in which like white people would never trade with black people, but then there's this way in which at the same time they're saying, white people want to be black because black people are cooler and faster and da you know all of right. that. So there's this kind of that's like not true though. Push pull schizophrenia going on, right? Well I, I don't know what's true or not about this stuff because these are these are all people you it tells you more about the person, what they're saying that the other one wants. Than, like, than what the other what, what you know about the other person. Because these are all internal states that you have no access to. All I know is what Chris Rock is saying, and all I know is what Jordan Peele is saying. Mm. But what does that say about the two of them? I think it says that Chris Rock fucking loves being black, and Jordan Peele is very conflicted about it.
1: That's what I think. And, and it kind of like... Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you both read Graeber's book, Bullshit Jobs, when he's talking about teachers... And how people have resentment towards teachers because they get to do this good thing, right? So they should be underpaid because they get to be good people, right? And we accept the death of soldiers because they get to be heroes, right? They get to be heroes. So it's okay for them to die. Like that it's a privilege, thing. part of their payment. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like this trade off, like, hey, you get to be it's OK that you're oppressed because you get to be cool. That type of thing. Huh. You know, there's there's that type of dynamic that Jordan Peele is trying to get people to see. And but he does it through a ham fisted way of revenge. Like you're not seeing it. So, you know, in both cases in, uh, you know, in, in Nope and Get Out, it's you die for it. Right. You're never going to learn, you know. So in order for us to actually get our due, we have to take it and you have to die. That type of thing. It's it's really, really basic. The thing is, if you're
0: going to have these revenge fantasies, right, then why not go all the Quentin Tarantino way, right? Go the DJ and go, go around. Do it, you know? <laughs> so do, I mean, do the- that. That's a fucking revenge fantasy, lo- right, yes. his
2: Bastards.
1: Yeah, don't try There's to do it in this bullshit
0: dangle, lesson. You know, yeah. Dangle and chain. It, the whole thing is just like, you know, he just goes all. I mean, Yes. His movies are all, I mean, not all, but like, what's the other one? Uh, Kill Bill. I mean, it's yes. literally two movies are revenge fantasies, right? You know, it's like, you know, it, like if you're going to go with that, then go with it. But this thing is like, he wants it, but he can't accept that he wants it. And that, which goes yes. back to that idea that this movie is all about the super ego. Well, this guys, completely like controlled by these social mm-hmm. ego that's on him all the time.
2: Let's come back to that. Okay, so I didn't see that as super ego while I was watching it. And then when you heard it, I thought that's clever. But um, the difference between top down versus bottom up does resonate with me in the context of like neoliberal managerial stuff, you know, because... Basically, if it's coming from the top down, it's it's a manager, right? Um, if it's coming from the bottom up, it's populism. Okay, so mm. I could I could imagine bottom up easily cohering with tremors because just the, the time and the spirit and so forth, and top down um, resonating with um, sort of woke identity. Um, horror film and so well think think about
0: it this way like zizek's uh dictum about like you must enjoy yourself where we've turned enjoyment into like basically a super ego like obligation instead of a oh. e- pleasure enjoyment right
2: right well the question is just whether the super ego isn't an advertising agency management administration that's doing this and it, I mean, seems- it is
0: cuz it's always external, right? I mean, it's always this external, I mean, it's this external thing that you integrate into your pers- into your personality, right? That's not telling you what rules you need to follow and how to be a good boy. Well, and
2: know? it's and it's directly linked into, I mean, okay, we're going and down And it's the
0: father above. We're yeah. going
2: down psychoanalysis lane, but I mean, <laughs> at, at one point though, um, Žižek says, you know, superego is just id sort of it redirected the energy from the id is redirected so that you know this sort of sadistic you know the the superego says you're never good enough you're disappointing blah 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 that has an enjoyment character because the, you no matter what you do you'll never live up to it um i don't know so management taps into our deepest uh deepest uh, sadistic desires um
0: well the absent father is a weird way of that to play itself, right? Because if you have this father, weird father figure that's that's present but absent, and you're trying to like negotiate a way to like police it, you know, which is in some weird oh, way yeah. that the position of, of of a black community that's being told by the overarching community, you need to be good this way, so that you're the good person, but you're never gonna get the actual rewards because we're always gonna treat you like a, you know. So there's this punishment thing. Where, and it's impossible to get to where you want to go.
2: And he is trying to live up to his fa- fill his father's shoes in the film.
0: Yeah, the dad is like the right. absent father. Yeah, you know, that he's trying that was always better at everything than him, and everyone tells him that
1: too. Well,
2: the alien killed his father, and now he has to become his father by killing the alien. Something like this. When he so. should have just
1: done what George Bush did, you know, when someone tries to kill your father you go to you start war. A war in the middle east man. that's right this what <laughs> you gotta do you know why, why do all this extra that's the way
2: white men do it though yeah. so that is
1: that's the white way shit <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear god
2: you know what i have to say though i i had high hopes and i feel like it's one of those moments where i should have known better because um comedy central liberalism is always disappointing and i don't know why i expected anything less like I remember watching Daily, what is it? What did it used to be called? Uh, the Daily Show. The Daily Show and thinking, haha, this is funny. When Bush was in office, I was, it was a long time ago, but uh, yeah, I was pretty disappointed with this. I have to say pretty, pretty disappointed.
0: Well, it, I think it's interesting that while Colbert was playing the exaggerated character, he was actually funny. And as soon as his sort of comedy central liberalism actually came out, he just became didactic and completely uninteresting.
2: That's what I mean. Don't teach me. If it's it can't it can't be good entertainment I mean, if you're trying to teach me.
0: I get it. I get it. I mean, I, I get it. It's just, you know, I, I think it also has to do with the with the with what it is you're being taught. Actually, the content actually matters, isn't that just pure form? Because the, the there's a kind of authenticity form or it. lack of authenticity.
2: Form is content.
0: Let's see. What do you To, to the... What, what are you doing?
2: Form, form is content
0: Yeah anyway so there's a, there's a, <laughs> there's a way that, that you know that, that that content is actually it matters because if you if what you're being told is bullshit, you know then it's very gonna be very difficult to connect with it. It's not really going to be
1: funny. It's preaching to the converted only, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: and yep. alienating yep. people who don't already agree. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. The, the thing is, I don't know with Jordan Peele as his movies go on. I think he is trying to do more show not tell than he did in uh, Get Out, um, because Get Out was pure tell. Like, Man, there's a scene in the movie out that's just <laughs> it. It it instantly did instantly. <laughs> I will cop to that instantly i was just looking at the time like over and over again like how much time do i have left to watch this fucking movie right i gotta watch this movie how much time is left in this fucking movie right it and was dragging it was on a nope
2: man it was dragging on a nope i saw it in theaters and people were walking out because it was so slow Shit. to get started it was so I, slow
1: it, it, took, it took
0: 25 minutes to
2: get going
0: was the crazy film director because he had this like was it kurtzman quality to him you know? I mean, yeah, he's almost apocalypse now. Thing going on, you know. He's looking for the white whale, right? Oh, he's he's Mar- Marlon
2: yeah, Brando. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey. Like, like the 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 film director in 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 Nope. He was kind of an interesting character because he had this whole like thing going on. This oh right, this kind of, right. Yeah, he had this weird like uh, you know nihilism, but respect for beauty. You know, like he's got. He was actually an interesting character.
2: But is that the, what is that what white people are supposed to be like? I mean, I don't know. I don't feel like that well
0: i don't know you're you you mean you you're just young weather, but i don't know Daniel,
1: that 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 is you actually <laughs> <laughs> you that's that's you like this this nihilism with a uh, you know a love of beauty that's that's that's, that's whether you know it or not that's that's, 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 that's definitely
2: not me that's definitely <laughs> that, not is, me. that is you <laughs> that's definitely that dude doesn't know that dude doesn't know german that
1: that's, is that is how you present, man. <laughs> yeah, me. I would never I would
2: never go up into an alien uh not gonna say what kind of orifice with a camera. <laughs> not <laughs>
1: an alien. Uh. It's a mouse. You do, you would, you would it's a, sorry, it's a mouse. It's a mouse. Different different orifice maybe for Daniel that he will go a into. Mouse, so, that's
2: where he from. so um Domestication was another thing in the um, in the thing we were talking masochism, about. yeah. We were talking about that, uh, Thaddeus. It seemed like domestication was a big Oh, theme. domestication, yeah. Like, so you, domesticating
1: horses. You didn't say mastication. No, 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 he, no. Domestication. He, he combined two words, masochism and domestication. No, Because no, 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 no. mas-
0: I was thinking of like mastication, literally like chewing, you know? No. Uh, the monsters chew. Okay. And their chewing is, you know, we could look into <laughs> that. <better. laughs>
1: go and, back, go back, Daniel. Go back. You, right. you said so domestication. It seemed
2: it. like there was a continuum set up in the film from right. like... So let's say, so the ape, the monkey, or sorry, the ape, the horse, uh, huma- His sister. humans, uh, the alien. I mean, yeah. obviously, usually humans can domesticate a horse and set it to human purposes. And then the horse becomes part of civilization. There were difficulties with the ape domesticating the ape. The ape sort of resisted domestication, um, then there's the scene where it cuts away to him flashing back to a conversation with his father and his father says, some animals just can't be domesticated. They just can't be integrated into civilization. Um, then there's the question of, you know, um, the relation of originally black Africans being integrated into white society through the history of slavery as a kind of domestication. It's an ugly story. I don't quite know how to ex- say it, but there's something like that also domesticating in, in the sort of in quotation marks version, like integration into, you know, white society. Um, but then also, like, how do we relate to this alien? It's undomesticatable. Um, um, and you said, actually, you said, well, actually, okay, it's not so much domestication, or maybe it's domestication, but the whole thing is reinterpreted in terms of consent. And that's when it clicked for me that the ultimate neoliberal interpretation of nature is one where the horse that you're domesticating decides either to consent to this agreement, contract or not. The ape decides either to consent to this agreement or not. And then this giant meat flower alien carnivore um, decides to not be able to be domesticated. I mean, it seemed like it was about domestication, but then it's shot through with this weird ranking and ranking system, and and then I wondered how the racial topic falls in with that, and then it seems to be reinterpreted in terms of consent. We well, usually there's no there's no consent in context of domestication,
1: you know. And that's why it doesn't work, right? That's what he's trying to say. If there's no consent, the domestication won't work. You have to get the consent, and the consent has to be on the party that is the party that's trying to domesticate. Has to get consent on the other party's terms. But
2: this seems like a, a, a false interpretation because consent is a relation between equals and domestication is a relation, mm. an asymmetrical relation between people who are not equal. Like w- when you're domesticating a wild animal, either the animal behaves or it gets shot in its dinner. I mean, let's just make it simple. That's how it worked. You know, either the horse, you could run on it or it went to the glue factory. Um, this idea that the horse had free will and was basically right. equal, that's just it's treating the, treating the horse as though it were already a person.
1: You know it's really but fucked up about no, the oh, there's no go
0: consent ahead. in nature, you know? Right. Things just right, sort of kill or don't kill or it's whatever. Adapt,
1: you know? it's adapt.
0: Well,
2: that's there's why no it seems like there's... neoliberal fantasy ideology. It's interpreting nature in terms of free will.
0: Well, I, I mean, it. it's that whole individualist idea that individuals contract with each other and, and they have this freedom to do contracts independent of the material conditions and context that they're in, which is just crazy. Cause it's like, I'm free to work at where I work or somewhere else, but I'm not free to not work. I'll die. Right. You know? So, so, I mean, there's that. I have a question though. Like, I'm curious. Cause I, the monster in no just shows up no one knows where the fuck it came from it's just there it just shows right. up so it's an invading monster whereas i think the monster in tremors they were always there right right
2: right right right. it was like they pre-
0: they're like that's their inhabit that's their habitat
2: ah interesting
0: right? Whereas the uh, whereas the the you see so you see the difference like yeah the the, so, the
2: tremors thing is prehistoric like pre Neolithic blah blah they give a whole story so they're native actually and we're invading on their territory uh,
0: so 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 they the consent would have been well you would have to get consent from them to be in their land you know if you want to like do it that way right they should native have done a land gonna... acknowledgement
2: in that uh, you know.
0: Neither neither one hmm. is really like going to ask for consent cuz they're they're monsters that eat whatever they need to eat, right? Or protect the space that they need to protect, right? But one is an invading alien monster coming into someone else's space to eat them up and one is a native monster that's defending itself from something that just showed up in its land. You no, know,
1: that's that's interesting cuz I was I was thinking like just thinking that the ending of Nope was kind of fucked up when we're talking about consent and domestication. Because when, Daniel, you were saying what happens when you can't be domesticated is that you, you become dinner on the table, right? And at the end of the movie, they can't really even make a contract with this alien. So he kills it.
2: She right? kills it. She no, kills it.
1: He, he does. No, she, she... She takes the picture. He he killed it by having it eat no, a bunch no. of shit. The fucking the parachute.
2: She got that um, blow up... Inflatable pig balloon, right? Right, cut right. Cut loose right, and right, then right. ate it. She, she killed it. He, he did a lot of important stuff, but at the end of the day, she killed it. And she gives the um, Victor's monologue at the end, which you know, if you compare okay. it to Kevin Bacon, I mean, Kevin Bacon's is very economical. It's just fuck you, and then oh, yeah, yeah. she has a whole, you know, it's like fucking Socrates talking to Diotima or whatever, you know. What like-
1: I'm saying is like the thing that can't be domesticated they killed it, right? Which would be fucked up you're putting black people in the context of the thing that can't be domesticated so it needs to be murdered, right? <laughs> and you can have that that but if you're if you're like making the comparison between um a native, you know, force of nature versus an invading force of nature, um I wonder how that changes the the equation, right? Does that change the position of the alien from being, you know, the uh, like you can you can kind of sympathize with the tri- the, the tremors monsters because they've been there and they're just doing what they do. They're a force of nature, but if the alien is an invader, you know, what context does it exist in at that point? Does well, it does it deserve its what,
0: fate? I think what it does. It shows how bankrupt that notion is. which
2: notion Mm. which one
0: the whole like well if they're invading you know then you have a right to fucking kill it but if you were the one coming in then you have to allow yourself to be killed you know Mm. well there's no it's just it's just just, no we live in this crazy universe that it doesn't give a shit if you're alive or dead and some things are going to come and try to kill you and you got to deal with it you know and if you walked into one of them well, now they're trying to kill you, and it's kill or be killed. You Which, know? strangely that's enough, the reality we're in. strangely yeah, enough, I mean, maybe that's too real politique, you know, and not liberal enough.
2: A but- neoliberal should be able to understand that because they reinterpret everything in terms of ruthless competition in the market and and no net to fall back on if you fail. So that shouldn't be so hard to understand. Uh,
1: but that's not in the ideology, right? The ideology does not accept ruthless competition. Well, the, in the propaganda, market. propaganda. The propaganda. Okay, ideology. yeah, the propaganda. I mean, yeah the outward face let's say is that this is yeah. good this is a good thing this, this is, is a natural thing the free market is is just a force of nature here it's take good. this
2: poison it's good for you
1: yeah but i don't know like i like, think
2: i think the, the 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 monsters and tremors are basically um uh ho chi Minh and the um you know the gang and
1: then ho oh, chi Minh and the gang
2: yeah yeah i think that was like a 70s <laughs> funk band and then uh in cool the gang the the <laughs> The monster in, um, in, uh, no, nope. nope was, it, it was like, um, it was the Chechnyans, uh, or it was Afghanistan with the USSR. I think that's what, I think that's the message.
1: Stretch that out, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't, it's I don't follow that at all. It's but. pretty stretched out. It's pretty, it's pretty hey, stretched show, I have
0: no idea. what you your work say at all. Like, show your work. My work. Like, what is he talking yeah, show your about? Work. If I
2: showed my work on that, it'd be like one of those nights you wake up the next day and you find scribblings <laughs> from your drug experiences. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What the Char- hell, Charlie? You're Charlie in the mailroom. <laughs>
2: I'm. I i do not get that reference.
0: No, uh, I'm it's lost always sunny in Philadelphia, Charlie. Oh, you know, and and uh, Mac uh start working in a mail room in a company and Charlie discovers this entire conspiracy around how the mail gets sorted out uh, yeah, 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 yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah of, like yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah.
2: Just, I've seen that meme I haven't seen the episode
0: by the way you guys should watch like welcome to wrexham because like there's stuff there to talk
1: about welcome to sure. wrexham yeah. well we we got a few on the on the docket after um, this one but oh do we God. got do we got summaries?
2: Yeah we should do a final round because I feel like and we've sort of danced around some important points, but I don't feel like we've really hit the nail on the I head. I have
1: one question for you guys, though, because
0: like I, I have no real answer to it. But it, there must be some significance because this guy's relatively ham-fisted. What do you guys think about the many instances where the word nope was said in the movie out loud?
2: Well, it's withholding consent. I, I do yeah. not consent.
0: But it, it. it wasn't always withholding... There was a time it wasn't even withholding consent because at one point it was just literally like shit was just going south and there's nothing to be done. You mean, it's like you're not not consenting. I mean, it's like I don't consent to earthquakes in L.A. Oh, well, to fucking. Yeah. Power, well, know? that's
2: the uh, that's the ultimate liberal I- neoliberal ideology. Now, uh, let me give you an example. It's funny you should mention this because I was walking through a bookstore the other day and I saw this thing. I mean, so if you look at a fact in the world which you don't like, like for instance, in the case where he's walking through the horse barn and he sees three little aliens, they turn out to be kids in masks, but whatever. He sees these aliens after suspecting an alien invasion and it's horrifying. The first time you see the movie, you're like, all right, now shit's going to get real. This movie's going to get horrifying because here they are and they're going to start eating people. And he says, nope. Um, Now imagine they weren't kids dressed up as aliens, but they really were aliens. Saying that it's not true that they're there because you don't want them to be there doesn't mean that they're not there. But check this out. Uh, I saw a book, Calling Them by Their True Names, by Rebecca Solnit, published by um, Haymarket Books. This is the blurb. Changing the world means changing the story, the names, and the language with which we describe it. Calling things by their true names cuts through the lies that excuse, disguise, avoid, or encourage inaction, indifference. Obliviousness in the face of injustice and violence. Blah, blah, blah. So I
0: Incantations think. Incantations as opposed to like material conditions.
2: Right. So, so saying nope, withholding your consent, like if someone says, uh, Daniel, your bank account's empty, and I say, nope. <laughs> Obviously, that's psychotic. It's not going to work. But, but there is something there with this. I, I, no?
0: I mean, sometimes I feel like all of this idiotic, we have going on, besides being a CIA psyops, you know, it's kind of like a a bunch of idiots not understanding the linguistic turn in philosophy. You know? And so they they were like, oh, well, everything is language. And it's just like, no, no, that's not what that means, you know? It just, the linguistic turn was just like, we need to really make sure that the tools that we use for understanding the world are clear so that when we're saying something, it's accurate, right? So we're going to study language to do that. Not like, oh, the universe doesn't exist. Only language exists. So, if we really get a grasp of language, we will understand everything. That's not. But it, it's literally like a bunch of idiots running around thinking that
2: there's nothing beyond language.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, like, like I, I annihilate.
2: I annihilate something by pointing at it and saying nope.
0: So I mean, it, it, I mean, but it's so patently stupid. You I know, mean, it's like rape is rape, whether you call it rape or, or 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 you call it kiwis or you call it you know oranges you know it doesn't matter right like it is what it is right so so this this fixation with, like you know i mean i get it you know because a lot of movements use sort of language in a way that like it, it's trying to win arguments without actually having an argument right like rhetoric is a way to convince people of things but but it's, it's a seduction what's well, it's trying to win
2: arguments instead of having real political fights As though you could win a political fight by winning a rhetorical uh, dispute. I don't
1: think that's necessarily it. It's it's kind of like um, you need the propaganda to prep people for the actual fight. So you need to win people to your side. And language is just a tool to get those people on the same page. You know, but it's so it's like a white lie where you, you know, you basically
2: fib to people to get them on the right side. So, you know, it just, I, when is, I mean, the, when's the fight? That's a part
1: go? of winning, right? It doesn't, it doesn't matter. You get people onto your side and you Well, put that's them incredibly in cynical because yeah. rewind a hundred years. Is, that is
0: what liberals are. They're incredible. I mean, all of society, because there is, and liberals are really cynical because it's like, I mean, abortion, you know, you can't be pro-abortion, but you can be pro-choice, right?
2: Right. right. I see that.
0: I mean, that, that's just a, a clear example of like the sort of game that they're playing. The problem is, is that somehow people think that that's the game like that. This is the, the field, you know, it's this weird linguistic shit. And that's it. Compare like, the- No, 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 no. Production matters. Houses matter. You know, like like stuff in the world. You need to eat. I can't eat words, but I can eat bananas, you know, like um,
2: compare the German Social Democrats between 1870s and I don't know 1914. Uh, just for instance, before the sort of like Bolshevik um, ideology madness went off the rails, I would say like you had a group of working people and they may have been wrong, but they believed what they said, they thought it was true, and they were fighting for their interests and um, not presenting them as anything other than what they were. Um, so I think it's possible to not be cynical. I think it's possible to not take the white lie approach, and that's why I said last time we talked. Like, um, it's important. Um, it's important to not take this elitist standpoint where you keep your interlocutor in the dark. Um, I feel like there's a good deal of that in these neoliberal discussions, where um, you know, basically, there. You know, you say you say whatever you have to say to get your interlocutor in line with your politics, so that you can march, and that's just.
0: Um, it's unscientific and anti-Marxist, but that's a whole other I, I would say it's effective though,
2: but it we it hasn't been yielding any results so far. It's just been sowing chaos.
0: Depends on for who, right? It's, it's had results. I mean, the neoliberals okay. control everything. Your whole like
1: U.S. military is the, built off of
2: that. Okay, rabbit hole. Okay, I mean, it seems like the way that so, the way that neoliberalism wins is by sowing chaos and just 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 dissolving everything. Um, yeah,
0: leave, leave no. Uh, what is that, that, that? leave no catastrophe on. You know, profitable. Never or never yeah. miss a opportunity. Yeah. yeah, but
2: but but the difference though, I mean, neoliberalism is never a thing where you have to rally the troops, and so I think that's the sort of self contradictory aspect to the politics behind films like these, they, they can never succeed. Just like, you know, right-wingers, they might complain about, um, they might complain about, like, the left is taking over our schools with critical race theory and uh, trans ideology, but they're so fundamentally individualist and they are so incapable and incompetent when it comes to dealing with groups, collectives, aggregates, and stuff like this, that they'll never be able to, to like, effectively organized the anti-establishment right-wingers so similarly like i think neoliberalism you know the way it wins i mean it may have employed cynical rhetoric to win but it didn't do so through like rallying the troops together into groups because neoliberalism is against groups Mm. it disaggregates communities it breaks things down into like like you know parts well
0: there's that there's that that line from from Hillary Clinton where like you have an outside position and an inside position right and so they like to mm-hmm. advocate this sort of splintering of things and decentralization and blah, blah 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 but their corporations are run very centralized very organized and very much collectively right right because that that actually functions so it's sort of, so you get one prescription for society which Fragments it to the point. I mean, it's divide and conquer, really. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just divide and conquer. And, and, and I mean, so-
1: I would have a disagreement on right wingers because I would say like the the right wing group that is like um universal amongst all right wing ideologies is like the evangelical church, which is very organized. You know, it's one ideology. Everyone is propagandized to be on the same page, and then it's not about material at all. It's about pure fantasy, right? It's about the next life. It's literally not. Yeah, but 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 they're they're not real liberals. They're not a very good. I mean, in a weird way, they're not a very good
0: political agent. Right. They can organize people, but to really get them to act politically, they're not that good. I Mm. think that's why why liberals were so terrified of the outright, actually, because the outright was actually starting to organize these maniacs, right? Mm -hmm. Because fascism is actually pretty good at organizing people and getting them to do crazy shit collectively. Right. So, but, but I don't know, maybe that's,
1: maybe you're right. Maybe like, like I've always, I've been like thinking in my head, right. You've got two directions that, you know, capitalism is going to go in, right. Either it's going to advance into socialism. You know, we're going to finally socialize the means of production along with production and you'll get some form of socialism or, you're going to go into fascism and you're going to organize that way. Like it can't maintain itself. I thought you were going to say pizza or
2: ice cream. Yeah. I
1: mean, why? (laughs) (laughs) It's, It's
0: lunchtime. I don't know. All right. We should wrap up guys. Yeah.
2: All right. So final thoughts, you guys keep saying ham fisted. I would definitely agree. If it's trying to say something, it's flat footed, but on further reflection, I found, um, there was a lot of like, uh, subtle implicit um symbolism referring to other things in the film um and so if if you put in the effort to think about it it there's you know a web of meanings but at the i have had a far, hard time trying to find the bottom of the well like um the the only meaning that came up was the one that i got right at the surface which was sort of um neoliberal identity thing um I don't know. Was it a bad film? I don't know. I think it was a normal film that was just not particularly memorable. I'm not sure if it was worth $11. That's my two cents.
1: Um, I'll, I'll let Marco get the let since this is this is his uh this is his, his no, episode. No, no, no.
0: stop that shit you're just trying to hide because you know you're feeling some weird like racial like no
1: dude it. no no I mean we we have a like last episode was Daniel's he picked the topic and then next episode is mine because we're doing music shit but um that's all that is it's just an organizational tool yeah right yeah but um <laughs> throwing me off like what I think. You know, is that uh, this is this was my favorite film of his. I think it's an entertaining movie as far as like a horror suspense movie goes. You know, if you like that type of M. Night Shyamalan type of deal, um, you know, but I think what we're touching on is that what he tries to do is be subtle by half and he's trying to do that more and more. He doesn't do that and get out and get out is explicit and I just didn't like what it was explicitly about. Nope, is like um, us, where it is subtle. He brings up broaches, a lot of topics that you can touch on, but miss not doesn't hit the mark, doesn't miss the mark, but he never hits the mark like he doesn't get out where you know what he's talking about. You don't know what he's talking about and nope, what he's trying to say something Mm -hmm. which a lot of artists they 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 make caveats to that by saying oh i'm making a rorschach test right and a movie that successfully does that type of thing that type of rorschach test but does it explicitly is joker where depending on who you are Mm. you're going to take different things out of joker And you're going to be settled on what you believe that movie is. You're going to be able to tell people exactly what you think that movie is trying to say. Nope. You're not going to be able to tell them what you think that movie is about. Really? Unless you just have a long conversation like this and try to break it down. You're not going to come up with a one minute explanation of what Nope is about. It's impossible. Um, And that's the same thing with us. And that's not the same thing with get out um (laughs) i i i I, what but um joker can't
2: be better than nope
1: joker can't be better than nope joker's better than nope um and i daniel's racial anxiety (laughs) so i don't know i think my sum up like where it's mainly different from tremors is that yeah? You get that one minute blurb of what Tremors is about. It's about you know beating these monsters, right? And kind of making it big, right? That's that's the the synopsis of that movie. You make it big by getting rid of these monsters, and it's a happy accident at the end of the day. You go through a struggle, you know, with what you're given, and you know you you make lemonade out of lemons. That's what Tremors is about. Nope, I don't know what the fuck it's about, right? Nope, and that's that's disappointing, and it kind of like what we've been talking about the whole time about consent and about uh, Jordan Peele's type of like psychology. The movie is as confused as he seems to be. Um. So Damn. <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll <laughs> leave it. I'll leave, him it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it there. Let, let, let Marco do his thing.
0: So I was thinking about this. The movie kind of reminded me of the nineties why because it's the 90s postmodernism was almost like a a meal that people couldn't digest mm. so instead of having a cohesive narrative about things we just had like a like a mosaic of stuff like placed on top of each other right so it wasn't like you know like So everything was very much the thing that it was, but it was placed incongruently next to another thing. You didn't get like, architecture was not like cohesive. You would get a building that had, Mm. you know, Corinthian style and freaking mid-modern. And it was all just kind of pushed together, right? And I feel like this movie is kind of like that, you know, because you have an Ahab and the Whale story with the director, which would have been interesting, you know, interesting. But you also, you know. But then you have the story of the of the Asian guy with the with the monkey, and and that's another mm-hmm. story. And you have like fifteen different stories that just kind of squeeze together, and they don't really form a cohesive narrative. They just don't. And then on top of that, you get this thing that was, I think, it was pretty popular back then, which is that you don't explain the movie. You end in a way that, like, you don't really know like you would end it in the middle of something and you don't know what happens next. You know, you got that in Inception, but we almost expected it in Inception because it had been done so much in the previous 10 years. Right. Um, Which is that we're never told where this thing came from. We're sort of vaguely told the, the thing came or she, it came from space, but we don't know. We don't know the origin of it. In Get Out and in Us, we know the origins and it actually ties everything up together into a cohesive narrative. Right. The right. fact that we actually know what, how things started and why they are the way they are, but with this thing, it just sort of shows up and it's just there, you know? And, and, and so the story never really, it doesn't have a connective thread really, other than maybe thematic ones that are very high level that I'm not even sure were intended or not. Right. So it reminded me of the nineties in that way and the way that like it's undigested, you know? Which is mm. funny because all these things that the monster couldn't digest, it would just spew out, and whenever it couldn't digest something, it would have a lot of problems, and it would and eventually it got killed by indigestion.
2: So, pardon me. I know you're supposed to get the last word, but I can't help <laughs> but underline this thought because you know, like, um, so the Zizek Hegel Lacan line is basically like, you know, reality. Reality is, or the real is. The in indivisible remainder, the um, the um, and he always analogizes to excrement, like what cannot be metabolized and integrated, but just must be passed through. And so, um, whatever can't be integrated into the system, that's what that's basically a definition of re- of the real. And so, it's just funny that. Um, you know it's like postmodernism warmed over like reheated cheese toast from breakfast but i mean it's doing the same thing you know reality reality is just what can't be integrated and that it even in the film like you know shitting out the quarters i mean i feel like the film is the quarter that's being shit out of this entertainment alien um Okay, I'm totally off the rails. <laughs>
0: totally well, off the rails. I, I mean, shit just just loaded with meaning too, right? I mean, because like sh- mon- the connection between shit and money is as is, is old as money, right? Like manure was money. Um, so there's all sorts of you know that not digested, money comes out. There's all sorts of things there to look into, but you know, but we're you know what's funny? Here, so. <laughs>
1: oh, let me add one more thing. No, go ahead, go ahead. I just meant, you so, know. Like, have you guys seen the movie Don't Be a Minister, to South Central? while drinking your juice in the hood. No, no the have The
0: Brothers. Parts of it.
1: So, like, throughout that whole movie, there's a, a reoccurring thing where, like, anytime there's something emotional, a guy comes in and just says, message. Right. And it's supposed to be lampooning, like, exploitation films in the 90s, right? All the hood movies. And it seems like Jordan Peele was just missing the guy that says, Message because then you might kind of know where to figure it out, you know. <laughs> he never does that, so it, it is basically he's kind of just it's undigestible, like you said. That's that's about it,
0: yeah. I mean, I, I think there's like a way in which I mean, and it, it is interesting because he is a product of both white cinema and black cinema, uh, during Peel. So, so there is the weird way in which. I don't think he's figured out how to how to you know, meld both things, right? And I think both things kind of pull at him in, in different directions. Um, I mean, his origin is basically taking a product of of a black person and repackaging as his, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that like the Key and Peel show or whatever? Like it's just Chappelle show part two. Um, I mean, I'm not the first person or the last person to say that. I mean, Chappelle basically said that. Um it was like, he said something like, it was terrible watching someone else do my show worse, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so,
0: um, next time I'm gonna try to do an actual Im- Im- impression of Chappelle saying it because it's fucking hilarious. But um so there is that kind of there is a kind of way with this movie is about indigestion. I mean, the movie would have been more interesting probably if those three aliens, those three kids that had actually been three aliens and they had gone that direction than the direction they went through. It was more interesting. I was like, oh, no, no, this, this is cool. Take it this way. This is actually horrifying. Like I was the only part of the movie where I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fucking scary, you know? And then right. he took it away. And it's just like, why? Nope. Nope.
2: Right. So pro script, we're rolling something we forgot. Marco wanted to talk about the meaningless, significant things.
0: Well, I mean, comparing the two movies, right. I was thinking about how, you know, one movie is definitely trying to aim for this, like uh, you know, this is a serious movie. Like it's really high production value, like a serious director, like it's pretentious, you know. And then the other one is just sort of, you know, just Total schlock and it knows it and it revels in it as totally fine being that. And and it was reminding me that that, you know, I wouldn't say tremors, but, but maybe a movie like They Live, which is completely like a over-the-top, silly movie, but it's just a better movie than Nope, you know, even though it's fully aware that it's just like, you know, over the top and silly. And it's also deeper, you know, because it's got like this cohesive. Idea that it's presenting, and it's got you know, it really is doing a, a film, even though it's just a B movie, you know. But it's one of the greatest B movies ever made, you know. And and, and so, I don't know. I think the pretentiousness actually might have gotten in the way of the movie being better. All right, so At give TV, examples. That reminds me of this phrase that that you know, Thaddeus just loves called uh, "Black Excellence," right? Um. Hmm.
2: Black excellence. You know,
0: maybe there's some black excellence thing going on with like the pretentiousness of, of nope. I don't know. Give examples of some hell for saying shit like this.
2: Somebody's gonna be incredulous though. So what were the examples of the sort of pretentious, um, meaningless things that are supposed to be significant?
0: I mean the 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 shoe that like doesn't go down and you know, like it's just sort of standing magically in the air. Like, what is that? You know, like could you say you know, symbol any more, any harder?
1: You've got the um, reel of the black cowboy that never comes back up, has no connection to the film. They're talking about the first The first film that was ever made was a film of a black cowboy riding a horse. Well, that's their and origin like,
2: myth. That's their legit, yeah, I mean, legitimation myth. I mean, that makes more sense to me than the shoe. The shoe is just... And why he's called OJ, for instance. I mean, there are a yeah, like, few things in there where I just...
0: It's like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, OJ Simpson. You know? Like... But right? I mean, it, I don't know what else the other reason to name the character
1: OJ. Like, it's There's a like, TMZ guy that made no sense. Yeah. yeah. What's it's that?
0: Random. I mean, it, it was literally there to give you an electric bike. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. What was it? Yeah. I didn't understand that either. There are so many things that are just inserted that didn't really.
1: That's why I say he's shooting a lot of shots and not hitting any marks, man. It's very Englewood of him. And, and, and then, and then oh. the director and then and then
0: the, the director is basically Ahab and the thing is basically the whale, right? And that's kind of an interesting angle. But then the director does this weird thing where like the, the noble he sees the thing as the noble savage and he decides you guys are not worthy of this beautiful creature. Right. I will not give you the picture that I took. When That's his it, whole like purpose was getting the shot. With like Moby Dick. You know, like it's just, don't things, just think like, what? You know? It's kind and of like so a half
2: baked humanities graduate seminar. Like, I'm going to do something deep and meaningful, but at the end of the day, it's fake. Yeah, up.
0: but it, it, it's like <laughs> deep it's fake, I think pret- you mean. Like, you being pretentious while showing you something that, as we said before, is undigested. It's just kind of crazy because then, you know. But what
2: is undigested is what is real. What cannot be digested—that's reality. And so I don't know the raw character of the film. I think the, the the means we have to resist the temptation to suspect that there is some better quality, deeper meaning behind it. I think it is just, just kind of crude and simple. And it actually, I don't know, pretentious. You said it. I didn't. But
1: it's a fucking splatter painting. It's a, that's a disappointment. It is. It's a
2: disappointment.
1: I mean. Just, just go for the alien because the alien was cool. <laughs> That's it.
0: I don't even understand the alien's transformation. Like, what was that about? Like, I don't care. It, it looked like cool into like some other big thing. Is that anything other than like you want to? You, you have a special effects budget and you want to use it. I mean,
1: it's the big reveal. Yes. And you know oh. what?
2: This couldn't be. They live because they live is still living in the sort of symbolic universe that happened before 1989 they live is still still has a message like we together community we may not recognize each other as, as brothers and sisters and as comrades but we are in this together and we are getting screwed by this evil uh, group of people that we don't understand you know it's pretty easy to read that for capitalism or maybe if you're a libertarian you could read it as socialism but at any rate there is some like we have to do something about this message whereas in get in in um nope it's just like there is no discernible message and and the traces of a discernible message definitely aren't uh, one like pulling together are by they? the
0: way Otis Davis the dad mm-hmm. is the friend and they yes live. yes he is yes he is <laughs> damn damn
2: okay okay damn. yes he is that's the guy
0: that's him he's the dad what does it mean what does it mean
1: (laughs) it doesn't mean anything it's just kind of funny (laughs) it's provocative it gets the people going
2: all right folks good night
1: (laughs) all right